Now, I was never good with maths. I was never good with any numbers. You ask me what one add one was, and I would probably say four. Now, I know, I'm that dumb. Please do not judge me. I had an F at maths. I did try, but, you know, um, the pressure of other GCSEs were too important. And I did consider all of them at the same time. They're all that important, but maybe maths was a bit low, but okay. Um, funny enough, Gabriel Nussbaum is a TikTok star, and he joins me uh, this week on uh, the Trackback with Mac podcast. And he joins me this week on Trackback to talk about his TikTok, which is really all about finances. Now, he talks about how he wanted to show a new side of um, how finances work and to help people who had financial difficulties to watch his TikTok skits to see how exactly, um, you know, they could inspire them to try and see a different light on finance and to help them overcome their problems. Gab definitely helped me. Thank you, Gab. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, email the team at trackbackpod at yahoo.com and give us a follow on Instagram at trackbackpod. Uh, can't wait to hear off you guys if you've got any inquiries. In the meantime, check out this interview with the math wizard, Gabrielle Nussbaum. <laughs> The TikTok trek is in full swing as I'm joined by my next TikTok content creator, Gabrielle Nussbaum. Gab, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good. Just finished a, a long day of work. So... I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't want to say it just in case you didn't just get up from bed, did you? Oh, no, no, not in the slightest. Yeah, just finished the nine to five, shut the laptop lids, jumped on this call. So I'm good. I'm in a good mood now. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that because I have just got up. And when I just get up, it's not a pretty sight. I've got to tell you that. But um, Gab, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, so let's get rolling on the questions. First of all, um, your content is brilliant. I like the style you've gone for. Um, it's a financial sort of style you've gone for on your content, hasn't it? So what made you want to do that? What was, what was that? What was the choice to inspire exactly what you wanted to show on TikTok? Oh, it's a great question. I mean, probably quite a little bit of a journey that I've been on over the past few months in terms of content creation. So I had this urge to start creating content. And one of the key pieces of information I was, I was being told is obviously enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, that, that's the first thing. So it had to be a niche that I enjoyed. And then the second thing was niche down to grow fast. So if you do want to grow on any platform, niching is the only way to do it. Because if you're talking a little bit about this and a little bit about that, um, it, it's just confusing to anyone that jumps onto what your channel and tries to follow you. So I actually started on YouTube and YouTube was the first platform I, I started creating content on. And I thought my niche was all about kind of teaching people things that they don't learn in school. So I came up with a bunch of things such as trying to get your first job, uh, learning about your finances, um, interview prep and a bunch of other topics. And I guess after speaking to a couple of people, they went, that's not a niche. What you've got there is about seven or eight topics. You've got to pick the one that you like the most and that you think you can share the most. So I looked at all of kind of the subtopics I was talking about, also things like books and how to improve yourself and increase your productivity. And I thought, well, I work, well, my job is in finance. Um, it's probably the one kind of question and topic I get asked about most of my friends in terms of helping them out and things like that. So I guess I kind of just settled on that one and thought, 
that's the easiest one for me to make content about. It's the one with the least friction. It's the one that I enjoy the most. Um, and to be honest, it's the one that's also probably got quite a high demand because it's, it's a real topic that people are interested in, but people aren't educated in at school at all. And, and so that, I kind of that is yeah, something that, you know, that is something that needs to be changed, isn't it? The fact that kids are not getting taught enough on finance. And if you look to the future, when you start in um, your own career and you want to get a house, it is vital that you get taught about finance in schools to give you an insight of how it's going to work in the outside world. Because a lot of people struggle to, um, you know, find their own houses and stuff like that. So it is pivotal, isn't it, to get taught finance in schools and not just start learning the whole basics once you leave? Oh, it's it's absolutely fundamental. I mean, my knowledge of finance has come from me self self teaching myself, or I'm lucky enough to have a family member that will teach me here or there something else. And then from that, it just it increases my own interest. So I'm going to go and study it on my own. But it's it's not taught in schools. And that's actually my favorite comment that I get on a lot of my videos, which is, oh, I wish my school could have taught me this or I learn more on TikTok than I do at school, which obviously isn't true. Don't take your school lessons from TikTok. But it's it's clearly pointing to a sign like people out there are feeling that they're just not educated on this subject at all and even a 60 or 30 second lesson they could take off tiktok they find incredibly valuable which i guess kind of motivates me to keep creating and keep learning myself and that's the beautiful thing about tiktok isn't it because i've seen so many content creators that do so many different things you look at somebody like the pool guy who just posts videos of you know how to clean a pool and he's a, a sensation um and you're you're growing in that same direction with the style that you've um uh, chosen gab and do you feel good in yourself that you are kind of teaching people the people that are watching your videos they are learning something from you so do you feel good that you can help someone learn when they're not getting the chance to learn it anywhere else well i mean that that's spot on i think I always said to myself, if one person can learn one thing from my video, then that's already good enough. And this was before when I was starting to create on a smaller scale, when I didn't have anywhere near the amount of followers that I did, that was kind of what I felt. And then obviously this big like kind of blow up happened. A lot of followers started finding my content. They started to like it, comment, follow, and like the subscribers just kept on coming and coming. But I think that like stay grounded, everyone around me was like, yeah, but you always just said you just wanted to teach one person. So I always have to remind myself that that when you think, oh, I got a thousand on this video, but I got 10,000 on the last one. I'm thinking back to about two or two months ago, if not even then, when I was just like, you know what, one person learning one thing should be good enough for me. And, you know, me and my friend who are big fans of yours, we follow your content. And um, he um, was one of the individuals who said we've got to get gab on the weekly crap with mac we have to get him on and we, we we talked before um you know you coming on the show and we said right just tell him he needs to do a tiktok about credit scores because our credit scores are so bad so we need to learn off gab to get better credit scores so i've got to say to you gab before we carry on please do a tiktok about credit scores it would help i've got a pen in my hand writing it down right now write that down because down. that would be much appreciated but um as a tiktok creator gab do you feel it's good i mean Let's let's think of this scenario. If you um, didn't do finance, if you did something completely different, let's say stand up comedy and you had no idea how to do it. Would you feel better in yourself? Do you think it's easier to be a content creator doing something that you know a lot about? Or is it easier being a content creator doing something that you don't know a lot about? Which do you think would be easier? To be honest, I feel like you can answer strongly for both. And I feel like there's one reason that kind of answers it, which is that 
what a lot of people don't understand about content creation is that the content creator is learning on the journey and that whilst they learn there's always going to people be people watching what they're doing at a stage below them so i guess obviously this talks about the education sector on tiktok or content creation in general but people think that they need to be a wizard in the subject and at level 100 to be able to talk about that subject but the truth is the amount of people that are on level zero looking for someone on level one to talk to them that's that's a start so whether i think as long as you've got an interest and you enjoy a topic forget what level you're at when it comes to that topic whether it be you're starting in like starting out trying to become a comedian or you've already performed concerts and you want to switch on to tiktok there's always going to be someone out there right below you that will be interested in your journey so they can start their journey so that's why i always say forget about your experience where you're at as long as it's a topic that you enjoy There'll be people out there for you and they'll love to watch you like evolve and grow. And imagine what you'll be in two years. If you start now on TikTok and you've got no experience in being a comedian and you decide, you know what, screw it. I'm going to start and try it, try out on TikTok. And you make a video, let's say five times a week for the next two years. I guarantee you, you're going to be quite good at what you do in two years. So just film your journey, show yourself at the beginning, show yourself at the end. And make sure actually that isn't the end. Yeah. <laughs> Two years down the line, you're still going and you're better than ever. You know, speaking of IQs, I checked mine the other day on brain training. I couldn't even get past level one. Now that's, <laughs> that's scary. I need to start training. Hashtag uh, brain training. But um, Gab, you look at your viewers. Um, did you expect for yourself on TikTok to be in the position you are now with all of those viewers and all of those likes coming in? Did you imagine that from the content that you put on? Did you envision that you'd get this I, many followers and this many I likes? Don't, I don't think anyone can imagine that uh, it will happen, but I guess it's always the hope. That's why you're creating content because you want more and more people to, to watch what you're doing. Um, I think TikTok really hit me as a surprise. Uh, I started out this content creation knowing that it was about enjoying the journey and not really expecting results because the amount of people creating content online every single day is probably like how many hours get uploaded onto YouTube on, on the daily? Don't even Hundreds know. of millions. <laughs> exactly. So, so to expect growth immediately is, is I think a bit far fetched, but it does happen to people, but then you hear about them and you're like, why doesn't that happen to me? But yeah, if you actually stay, step back and be a bit honest with yourself, 99.9% of people do not have immediate growth on any single platform. So I always told myself with this content creation, give it a go. And I set kind of a timer on myself for two years, which is why I brought that number up earlier. It was two years, enjoy it. Because at the same time, it is a little bit of a business for myself. I'm not going to lie. There's, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it in the first place. But the aspiration is also to see what kind of business that I can um, make out of of content creation because it's an amazing opportunity for anyone that's on the platform. And I always said two years without having any of that business idea in mind, forget about followers. If five people follow you at the end of two years, whatever, it's about being consistent and creating. And that's the most important thing for myself. And then about two weeks into being on TikTok, I'd hit almost 100,000 followers. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, (laughs) slow down here. I had no aims, goals, expectations of this happening. And I was as surprised as anyone around me but you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. Some people call it lucky, but other people well, just keep creating and then it happens for them. I love it. So keep going. Do not stop. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, 
you mentioned at the start you um, did a lot on YouTube before TikTok. What I love about TikTok is it's provided content creators a lot more opportunities. The most silliest thing on TikTok can get you millions of followers. I'll take Ollie Ball, for example. But, um, you know, it's amazing. But did you find it harder to get that attention on YouTube? And do you feel that TikTok gave you that opportunity to really showcase who you are more than you had on YouTube? I feel like TikTok is probably one of the most incredible platforms of a generation. Um, and I think it's for one reason. It's, it's all about content. You could be Floyd Mayweather or you can be someone who's seven years old who's got their first phone. It doesn't matter. as If your content is good, it will go viral. If you look at a platform like YouTube, on the other hand, and you go on your main homepage, it's filled with videos that already have hundreds of thousands of views. It's very hard to be recognized. It's a lot more of a graft, I would say it's a lot more difficult, time consuming. The videos aren't 30 seconds. You don't, you can't film them with a phone. This low production value isn't really accepted anymore so much on YouTube. So it, there's a much more resistance. Obviously people can find your work and it just takes one video again to, to grow on YouTube. But the fact of the matter is, is that your video on, on TikTok normally will get shown to about 100 people, regardless of who you are. Most videos get hit to about 100 people and the algorithm will decide it based off that. And the fact that you can send out a video basically into the abyss, into space, <laughs> and it's up to the people to decide whether or not they like your content. And if they like it, it's like, it's like a yes and no, right? If they swipe right, it will yeah. keep going and growing and growing. And I think that's what's the most fantastic thing about TikTok is that it's all about content and it's nothing to do with the creator. Um, now, looking at your content, well, one of my favorite skits you've done was um, the free Costa hack. That was one of my favorite <laughs> um, of, of your skits. But um, I want to go back to your very first skit you ever did, Gabe. Um, what was the planning process going into it? Did you have a vision of what you wanted to show? Um, what was the process into it? Did you have to you know, write some thoughts down, um, think, okay, this is, I, I think it'll be best for me to plan my skit out so I know what I'm going to say. And following that, you know, when you released all your other skits, what was your process? Was it kind of thought, go for it? Or did you have to have a planning process into, you know, completing it so you knew exactly, okay, this is what I have to do to really showcase myself? It's, it's a brilliant question. I would say the difference between my first um, video that I uploaded and the most recent one, completely different processes. The first one, I probably took a lot more from my YouTube process, which was get a topic, have some subtopics in your head and speak to a camera, cut it wherever you can and try and get it down to below. I think I struggled to get it to below 60 seconds. So I was, cause I was so used to rambling, which is what people do when they're talking on YouTube. They do. That's um, <laughs> but then I think as I've grown to try and really interact with TikTok, you have to understand that it's all about, it's, it's, it's an instantaneous kind of attention that you're trying to grab there which is why now it's much more about scripting for me. I think word for word is pretty much scripted now. Yeah. I think that it saves me, A, the hassle of trying to cut words in the post edit because I already know that I've looked at it before I make the video. So I know that every word in there is essential. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's there to grab the attention. And I think that just on top of that, it, it completely saves me time. I know exactly how long my video is going to be before I make it. I've already read it out to, to myself. So I know it's going to be 30 seconds. And it's a much more efficient way for myself, for my style of TikToks, because mine are educational. So I need to really know what's the message that I'm teaching 
And can I get rid of all the hassle and the words around it that aren't really necessary? There are people that will freestyle. A lot of TikTok is someone pulling out their phone and freestyling. And it really depends, I think, on if you're trying to create content on TikTok, what is the what creates the least friction for you? For me, it's scripting because I know that in the post edit, it's going to save me a hell of a lot of time. But for some people, they'd rather just film what they see in the moment, talk, do it, send it. And that's what they want to do. And I would always say to anyone trying to create content on TikTok, find what works for you. Find what is the easiest way of making TikToks for you. And that's the way to go for. Don't worry what other people are doing. As long as you're creating and you're making it enjoyable for yourself, that's the goal. I love it. Now, before um, I ask you about your most memorable skit you've done, you have to tell me, Gabe, the idea process behind the Costa Hack. Please tell me what was going through your head doing that skit, because that's one of my favorite skits I've seen out of all content creators. So what was going through your head about that Costa Hack skit? Oh, the Costa one's got a great kind of story. So I saw the deal and I knew that autumn. Well, I've actually done two Costa skits. I don't know which one you're referring to. There was one about a week ago. And there was one actually about a month ago. So about a month ago. A month ago one. Yeah. So the one about a month ago, I saw the deal and I was like, you know what? It's kind of on topic. It's finance related. It's cheap drinks. So I may as well go create it, have a little bit of fun with it and and put it out there. And about an hour after I've done it, another guy on TikTok, um, I don't know if you follow him. He's also kind of in my niche. I think his name's Noah Deboa. He's about 750,000 followers on TikTok. So he's pretty big. And we've been speaking a little bit. And he messaged to me going, why didn't you use your reference code in the video? And I went, what do you mean my reference code? He goes, well, if you put your reference code in and tell people to sign up using your code, you each get a little bit of money. And I go, huh? (laughs) So I had a video about 60,000 views. And if all of them had used my reference code, we're talking about that you get two pounds per person that signs up with your code. So that's 120,000 pounds worth of Costa I could have had on an app. Now, the second time round when I made a Costa video, which was about a week ago, I did not forget the reference code <laughs> and I stuck it in there. And, and I did actually, I've now got a couple of hundred pounds worth of Costa on my app. And the other guy, this Noah DeBoer guy, has about 750 pounds worth because he also decided to make a Costa video. So... It was it was a moment of inspiration making the first one. And then the second one was a little bit more tactical. <laughs> I love a tactical skit. That's the best. Thing. We have to get this Noah <laughs> DeBoer on just to, you know, get his view about this. 100%. Um, that would be great. Um, OK, most memorable skit, Gabe. Most, most memorable skit that you have done that you are so proud of out of all of your other TikTok content. I think that my most... My, my most memorable one would probably be the one skit that kind of changed the game for me. It was, you know, this talking back and forth that yeah. you see a lot of finance or niche creators wow. doing. So I made my first like two weeks worth of TikToks not. It was just me talking straight at a camera. And I saw someone do it and I was like, you know what? Let me give it a go because it's clearly doing well. People like this someone talking to themselves in their own room. I don't know why they enjoy it, but apparently that's a thing. And I made it. And it wasn't so much the topic that was was done, which was actually like one of my favorite topics, which is lifetime ISAs. But I'm not going to bore anyone listening with what a lifetime ISA is. If you're interested in finance, look, Google lifetime ISA and you'll love it. But what it was, was the fact that I changed it this to my style. And I remember going out for lunch the next day and I was sitting outside and on my way home, I go, oh, I've got a notification of TikTok. 
that's weird. I don't normally get notifications off TikTok. I must have like a couple more views than normal. And I didn't actually check my phone till after lunch. And I think when I looked at it after lunch, I was on about 5,000 views. And I was thinking, I think I need to call my grandma right now. I've made it in life. Like this is unbelievable. And I think just that that's kind of what I say when it comes to TikTok. It's not always about luck. If you look on the app and there's a niche that you're trying to work into and you see there's some, a style that's working, it's it's worth having a go at it. It's not copying because the amount of people that do it, content is content, put your own spin on it. And I think that's why it's my most, my favorite piece of content because honestly, it was changing my style just for one practice video on a topic that I liked, doing it, I could have done it in both ways. I could have done it in my original format, which is talking to a camera or could have done this in my conversation style. And it just went boom. And I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. I think I should stick with this talking to myself style. And I've been doing it ever since. You know, one thing that we've got in common, Gabe, is whenever we have success, we're on the phone to grandma saying, woo, yes, I made it. Let's go, let's go. That's that's, that's <laughs> cool. That's the best thing about grandmas is that, you know, the, the inspiration. <laughs> she, she had no idea what I was talking about. She'd never heard of what a TikTok was, <laughs> but it was all right. Well, it got it a teacher it. about it because I think I've, I've seen multiple grandma um skits on tiktok we need to get your grandma on that would just be amazing gabe oh she'd go viral easily 100 i'd be the first one to <laughs> give her a like um and finally gabe what are the plans for the future what um new content ideas have you got give us a little hint of what you got planned oh so you on the spot there? i like <laughs> you you really have but obviously the key here is obviously to keep looking at topics that people are asking for keep educating i can tell that Obviously, it's a very young demographic when it comes to TikTok. Obviously, TikTok is is mostly used by probably, I would say, teenagers. And that's really like the market. And I think in my head, it's just, what did I really, what was I lacking? What could have been so useful for me to know? Um, A lot of things about like buying your first car, um, saving money towards a house, because let's be honest, that seems like a million miles away for anyone that's never bought a house before. Um, Just... credit score very important for anyone listening get it up so you get your interest down and then I think the other thing that I'm really interested in to do is like I told you before I had this real passion to just teach people about things they didn't learn in school and I ended up focusing on finance and I think now that I have grown with finance what I'm looking to do is kind of unniche myself start to expand and look at different topics and different hacks and just things that aren't specifically finance related now life lessons then I, now I can actually go back how do you actually answer some questions in an interview how do you get a grad job how different psychological trip like tips and tricks that I've read in books because honestly I love reading these kind of like self-help self-motivation books that come with a lot of educational things that a lot of people I guess would never learn because they're not taught in school I guess it all comes back to that so I think that's definitely my my aim for the future is, is as much as I've loved this finance thing and I will 100% keep going with it because I know that the lessons are fundamental I think there's so many topics now that I'm looking to expand into and I can't wait to see what you've got in store and for the viewers that will be listening into this episode uh, with Gabe make sure you tune in um, to this episode on Spotify it will be released alongside all the other content creators Gabe it's been a pleasure having you on and before you go let me know exactly and the viewers where we can find your TikTok because 
I want people <laughs> to come and see your content it's great, my friend. Where can we find you? Well, if anyone's interested, it's gabriel.nussbaum. Now, the spelling on that is going to be difficult, so try your best. But gabriel.nuss, and then I'm sure the rest will find you when you're, when you're searching it on TikTok. But yeah, come along, have some fun, see if you learn anything. And if you don't, then feel free to keep going. Uh, give us a review. Tell us what you thought. I've been Cal Mack, um, the better version of Joe Rogan, the upgraded version of Joe Rogan, because he's out of date. <laughs> Um, Gabe, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you so much. Have a good one, my friend. Unbelievable. Have a good one. Bye.